All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Welcome in to Daily Faceoff Live, your go-to source for everything hockey. Live every weekday at noon Eastern. What's up, everybody? Welcome into Daily Faceoff Live. It's the Tuesday, October 25th edition. He's Daily Faceoff writer Stephen Ellis. Stephen, how you doing? I'm doing great, Frank. How you doing? Really good, thanks. Interesting night of pucks. Let's throw two minutes and 30 seconds up on the clock and let's dive in because we had this matchup build about 87 versus 97 on Monday night in Edmonton, and it ended up being the you know him still, same OG, that's Leon Dreisaitl because they forgot about Dry. I mean, that's it. I mean, you think about his game and the way that he came out, three-point night, as the Oilers absolutely rolled the Penguins in that second period. Pretty good reminder, Leon Dreisaitl, still good. It feels like we're always forgetting about him. And, and shout out to the Penguins. They put out a pregame graphic and they talked about the Oilers having a two-headed monster just like the Penguins had with Crosby and Malkin. And uh, it, it's something where Dreisaitl gets ignored. And it's fair. Conor McDavid's probably the best player in the world uh, in most people's eyes. But Dreisaitl would be like, he's like number two. He's number three. He's, he's top five for sure. Uh, and last night was a good example why, you know, uh, McDavid goes down, he leaves the ice for a little bit and you see Dreisaitl just take over. And uh, this is a guy that's, it's almost a shame he's kind of the second guy in Edmonton because he'd be a superstar pretty much anywhere else. And uh, last night was a good example of what he can do. And uh, oh man, just watching the Oilers and their depth this year, it's a little more interesting to see. You see having Evander Kane in there helps and seeing the chemistry he can have with some of those top guys. But uh, having Dreisaitl playing like that when McDavid is left off the board, that's huge. Yeah, it's interesting you mentioned left off the board. That's the 59th time in the McDavid era with the Oilers that they've scored six or more goals in a game. And it's only the third time in that time frame that McDavid didn't have a point, didn't factor into any of the six goals. 
What do you make of McDavid's night? A little bit quiet. Of course, the injury, as you mentioned, ended up leaving the ice for a bit, then was back on the bench soon thereafter. Do you think that had any impact on his game? He didn't look like he was kind of at his, his full force after that, but he's Connor McDavid. Um, he, not every night's going to be perfect, but the fact is the team is a little stronger than they used to be depth-wise, and they don't need him to be as perfect, but he's still Connor McDavid. We still know what he could do, and um, so I'm not looking too much into it. Let me throw this at you, too. The East and West have clashed in 42 games to this point, and the Eastern Conference has absolutely pummeled the West to this point. They're 30 and 12, so that was just the 12th win that the Oilers picked up for the West. Any early season thoughts on which conference might be stronger? The two teams I kind of predicted to be the Stanley Cup favorites were the Carolina Hurricanes and New York Rangers. So I'm still holding on that I think the Eastern Conference is where the Stanley Cup champion's going to be from. Um, it is definitely a little bit of a surprise uh, right now, kind of seeing how it has been kind of split that way. But uh, I do think that uh, I'm, I'm still going hurricanes and rangers is my two teams and the oilers and flames are my two teams in the west i think we're going to go for the cup but i'm still there's just too many signs leading towards the east being the the side where the cup's going to go this year yeah the carolina hurricanes picking up a win over the vancouver canucks to extend their winless start to the season carolina just super strong in all areas of the ice a reminder for the canucks of just how structured that carolina team is but let's talk about carrie price because he held a press conference on monday it was a scheduled long in advance press conference in which he was basically there to give an update on his status and the status is really status quo if you could say it in a couple words and that there's nothing really new to report. He's not planning on having surgery, and he hasn't really quite come to grips with the idea of retiring just yet, but it certainly feels like it's heading down that path, doesn't it? It does, and it's it's nice when we do get to hear from Care Price because it has been so rare the last year or so, and um, seeing how fans reacted when he was out there for the home opener was special, and then going out there and seeing how he um, – you know, it, it seemed like he was a bit more relaxed when he was talking to the media. And it's kind of like there's right now it, it's there's no short timeline. It's going to be a while if he does return. Uh, so it's maybe not as much pressure on him. He's going to spend time with his family. He's going to do things that he typically wouldn't do during the grind of an NHL season. So uh, it, it seemed like he was kind of at ease there. But this is something where Habs fans will continue to be emotional about how what, what's next for Price, because this is a guy that played some of his best hockey leading up to uh, basically what took him out of, out of the game and uh, to not see him kind of go back last year and not play the way we know he could in the last couple of games. I think that was really tough to see and you just want the best for him. And he's one of the best goalies of the generation. He's to me, a hall of famer for sure. Um, he just, it, it's tough seeing kind of this being the way that his career potentially ends. Um, but it's, it was good to see him at least talk. Yeah. I wanted to clarify something too, Steven. He's, probably not going to retire at any point while he's under contract with the Montreal Canadiens. I mean, no reason to walk away from that kind of money that's left on the table with the Montreal Canadiens. I'd imagine at some point, if this is indeed the end that he just finishes his career on LTIR. And you mentioned someone that seemed a little bit more relaxed. And I felt like that was probably the key is that he seems like he's comfortable in his own skin now. And a great story on theathletic.com by Arpin Basu today uh, about Carey Price. And he really went into detail talking about um, his recovery from alcohol abuse and, and really talked candidly and openly about some of the issues that he's uh, experienced in his career and just 
fascinating to see someone that was really kind of so guarded and private in a lot of ways that didn't ever really show a ton of personality or emotion on the ice as someone that um, has really opened up at this later stage in his career. So uh, best wishes to Carey Price as he continues down this road. And I mean, holding out hope, hope to see him back that he hasn't given up yet probably says something about his character as well. Uh, from one goalie to another, let's talk about uh, Mr. Helberg in the crease of the Ottawa Senators because they pick up a big win on Monday evening and just love the story from Helberg and Nett uh, as they're down a couple goalies. You've got Anton Forsberg is out, Cam Talbot is out, and Helberg, a guy that was signed by the Seattle Kraken this year and claimed off of waivers by the Ottawa Senators, picks up a win. It's his third career NHL win, Stephen. And the fascinating part about it, if you look at this graphic, is that Helberg's three wins this year, or three wins in his career, excuse me, have all come playing for three different teams. So started with the New York Rangers, then went to the Detroit Red Wings, and now, of course, with the Ottawa Senators. When you look back on his journey, drafted 11 years ago, playing in eight different leagues, is this the time that Helberg magically steps up and becomes a regular in an NHL net? That's a crazy stat. And especially when you look at in between all of the, the, the time between his first win and then the time between the second win, there was two Olympics in there too that he played in for Sweden. So this is a guy that did a lot of work kind of elsewhere. And, um, you know, I still think it's a tough thing to say. He's a 31 year old with three career wins. Uh, so not a huge sample size, but um, he, to me, I don't know if there are a few goalies that kind of command the net like he does. And I've seen him play internationally. I've seen him play along the KHL uh, kind of everywhere. And this is a guy that he's, huge but he takes up so much in that because he knows how to use that size and maybe he doesn't move as quickly as you would hope but he he makes up for it by just sheer volume of how much space he takes and there's pictures uh from last night's game where there doesn't much room for people to shoot and it seemed like that was kind of the issue there uh but uh for the opponents but i think that he is a great story uh the fact that he's continued to find ways to to impress and um i don't it's still tough to say if he's a regular obviously he was kind of awarded this opportunity because of a goalie injury but what happens when when forsberg and what happens when uh talbot are both healthy does he go back on waivers and is he picked up somewhere i don't know i think it'll be good to like i think if he's put on waivers someone will claim him and will play him uh, i just don't know how much but uh, i think that it's a fun story he played great last night and it was definitely a one of the, my favorite parts of uh, watching the game so far yeah, no, I mean, when you see that type of track record through all those different leagues and the presence that you mentioned, Stephen, like the third goalie has never been more important on a team. And it almost seems like the way that waivers and rosters are structured at the moment that the NHL should allow some more flexibility for teams to have a third goalie that you can reliably keep in your organization as opposed to having to chuck him on waivers anytime you get your guys healthy. Helberg, I, I think you're right. If it ends up coming, push coming to shove, Someone's going to claim him just based on that alone. So uh, be interesting to watch and wanted to get your thoughts in general on what the Ottawa Senators and their four and two start has looked like to this point. A team entering this year with a lot of expectations has dealt with a lot of uh, things in, by way of injury, as we just talked about. But Shane Pinto has been really nothing short of a revelation scoring in five straight games for the Ottawa Senators to this point. I know that doesn't catch you by surprise. I've followed his career quite closely uh, going from North Dakota to the Sens. But where did you have him in your Calder Trophy outlook at the start of the season? And where does he rank now? Originally, I had him as my Calder favorite. And I changed my mind and put Mason McTavish. McTavish oh, you chickened out. Years. 
I, I did 100%. That, I own that completely. McTavish looked fantastic so far, Fanheim, but Shane Pinto has been unbelievable. And uh, this is a guy that missed almost all of last season. Uh, I really liked what he did in the prospect tournament in Buffalo, where he actually did get hurt early in that game. It's like, oh gosh, again, he's going to be hurt again. He was fine. actually played really well. I think he had two goals in that game. He looked like he was too good to be playing in that tournament. And he carried that momentum into a good preseason, obviously a great regular season with five goals. And um, it, this is a guy that, I looked back at my original scanning report on him and I said that he's a good two-way forward. Just like him to, to shoot the puck more, get more confident. Well, he's got five goals in six games. So uh, scoring has not been an issue for him. His shots very, uh, very good. Uh, doesn't lose a ton of face-offs. I don't know his face-off percentage right now, but just watching him throughout, this is a guy that would fake players out in face-offs a lot and win a lot of them for that. Uh, and his defensive play still been good. This is an Ottawa Senators team that's got so much going for them. And having Shane Pinto where... They probably didn't, like, last year was tough that he wasn't there, but they didn't necessarily miss him. Right now, you want him in the lineup and he, because of how good he is. And right now, he's been one of the best players on this team. And uh, I'd have to say he's probably the early Calder favorite. Obviously, we're talking six games in, but he's just doing everything right right now. Yeah, I just love what you see in terms of like the strength and willingness to, you know, to get that in there. I mean, I know there's some pressure there by the defenseman, but it just he seems like one of those guys that isn't going to be deterred, definitely has a lot of confidence. And as you mentioned, the sends and all the different things that they have going for them, you know, at the forward position, you know, go up and down the lineup. This is a really strong team. If they could find some balance on the back end and get some health in net. I think there could be a really dangerous team this year. I don't know if they're quite going to be a playoff team. Do you have them in or out? I had them as making it as a wildcard team, just because I think that with a healthy Cam Talbot, this is a very strong team on paper that's just going to get better. Yeah, agreed. Tim Stutzla, uh, magical player. I, I spent a long time in these daily face-off archetype rankings going through a lot of different under-the-radar or, or analytical categories, and he's ranked so strongly in all those. I'm fascinated to watch this team, Shane Pinto, Stutzla, et al., continue to grow in the nation's capital. Let's, uh, let's get to some more young player talk in this week's edition of The Next Wave. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. 
That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. All right, Stephen, it's time for this week's edition of The Next Wave delivered by DoorDash. So Reed Schaefer is absolutely tearing up the WHL off to a wild goal scoring start. He and Connor Bedard are tied for the goal scoring lead. What's his NHL projection? What's his ceiling? This is an interesting one where he's kind of emerged as a very strong power forward where um, you know, I'd say heading into last season, there was no one talking about him. I didn't have him on my top like 150 players to watch at the beginning of the year, but then he forced his way into to first round conversation. And uh, this is a guy that Oilers fans are going to really like. He plays a tough game, um, but he scores a lot. He's got a great shot. Um, he's not afraid of any physical challenge, uh, and he's getting better defensively. So he's becoming a more well-rounded player. Uh, it feels like last year was a good learning year for him, and this year he's been given kind of the full reign. And um, the Seattle Thunderbirds are so much better of him in the lineup. Uh, I, I liked him a bit in the preseason. And he's just kind of getting started. But the fact he's got 10 goals already this year, tying Connor Bedard for the WHL lead, that says something. Yeah, it certainly does. Uh, Steven, there's been a big focus on the Buffalo Sabres crease to start this year. And as you look at their projections organizationally, it's the one sort of, I don't know if you can call it a hole. Uh, they need to get someone at the NHL level performing quite soon. And they've got a pair of interesting prospects in two college goalies in Devin Levi and Eric Portillo. What route do they take? I mean, they could have potentially going from a bit of a hole to a backlog when you consider the situation with Uko Pekka-Lukkanen. Where do they stand? What decision do you think they'll make after this season? I think what's interesting that they went out and got Devin Levi in the in the Reinhardt trade. And um, this is a guy that has just done so much everywhere he's played. But the question is, how translatable is uh, his skills? Great goalie, but small NCAA goalies behind good defense will typically look a little bit better than we think they might be. And he's not a big goal. I believe he's only six foot, and that is concerning. Then you look at Eric Portillo, who's massive. I think his pads are actually taller than Devin Levi. Uh, <laughs> and Portillo, he's, he was a guy that was talked about as someone who might not sign a Buffalo, might actually go somewhere else when he's done his college career. There was talks about him going pro um, for this season. But uh, I think the Sabres, you know, they obviously went with the interesting combo of Eric Comrie and Craig Anderson, and it's working out great right now. But um, you got to look at someone who's going to be long-term. Is Comrie the long-term guy? Well, he's a little, he's, he's closer to 30 than he is 20. So we, we, he's in kind of that range where you'd hope so. Um, but uh, I think that, Having those two guys in there with Ukapeka Luokanen, uh, it's a really exciting thing. But you don't want to have a crowded crease. You don't want to have three of these guys competing in the AHL next year. I think in a perfect world, Luokanen goes up, and then you're given Devin Levi or given Portillo the opportunity to be the starter in the AHL. I don't know if we're going to see both of them with the Sabres. I think one of them will be moved. Uh, if, if I had to guess, it is Portillo, but that's a guy you don't really want to give up unless you're getting a really good return. Yeah, and I mean, I think you're always looking for the path to the NHL, right? That's how Devin Levi ends up in Buffalo to begin with. Florida's sitting there saying, well, we have Spencer Knight, probably not going to have room for Devin Levi as well. We'll include him in that trade. And the same point, the same guy may in fact be blocking Portillo to your point as well, Stephen. Uh, Dmitry Reshevsky, let's talk about him. He's on fire in the KHL. He's a 22-year-old Winnipeg Jets prospect. 
with no deal for next season, does that make it all but a foregone conclusion that Reshevsky will be coming over to North America next season? I think so. And it's something where I'm not super high on these, these KHL like free agent types. I guess he's not technically free agent, but he doesn't have a contract. Um, but uh, the Jets hold his rights. People are getting really excited about him, and for good reason. Uh, he's on pace to hit the 50-point mark for the first time, which is impressive for a 22-year-old. In the KHL, they still really don't value youth. It's something where the the pros, the veterans, are the ones that get a lot of the attention. Uh, and I think so when, when we see a guy like Kaprizov go and put those numbers up that he did, you got to take notice. And uh, Ryshevsky's putting up fantastic numbers. He's a KHL All-Star this year. Uh, and you know I think he's a good middle six option for the Jets especially with the uncertainty of what's going to happen with some of their star players down the line uh, does he come in there and be an extra scoring guy I think so uh, no one really saw this kind of coming out of a guy I believe he was a fifth round pick in 2021 but uh, the fact he's playing as good as he is uh, that gives the Jets something really to consider like yeah I think we, we got to bring him over next year and I think he will be there 2021 draft coming out of COVID, such a crapshoot. Uh, lots of players were hard to get eyes on. So this could be one of those diamonds in the rough. Dmitry Reshevsky, Winnipeg Jets property. This has been some great prospect talk with our prospects analyst on the next wave delivered by DoorDash. You see the promo code there at the bottom of your screen. Game day 25 gets you 25% off and free delivery on your first order. All your favorites and more delivered right to your door by DoorDash. All right, Stephen, it's time for our daily face-off inbox question of the day, hashtag AskDFO. And the question today is, give me one word to describe this wild goal kicked in by the Carolina Hurricanes. Does WTF count as a word? I don't know. It's, <laughs> That's I'm, three words, actually. Well, okay, fine. Uh, I don't know. Goal. It counts. It it, it counts. It's, I've never been a huge fan of the <laughs> redirecting of the puck in the net, but goal. <laughs> yeah, you got nothing. I'm going to go legal. How about that? Um, yeah. I, I just, I think this is the way that it always should have been when you look at goals that are redirected and or kicked in. They said no distinct kicking motion here, but use every skill at the disposal of NHL players to create more offense. I don't think anyone's ever going to be complaining about more goals unless in this case you play for the Vancouver Canucks. But, you know, looking forward, like as long as there's no dangerous situation created, Stephen, where you've got, you know, skate blades in the air and, 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 and they're being utilized essentially as dangerous weapons. Well, I'm all for it. I think we should be doing that uh, as much as we can. What do you think? I've seen a play where a player did something kind of similar like this and the skate blade actually flew off. Uh, and uh, <laughs> as a guy who played as a guy playing goalie growing up, I always was afraid of having a skate anywhere near my hands. Uh, so I will always lean on the, I'm, I'm not a huge fan of this. It's one thing I think if the guy is standing there to bounce off, but he's in, in motion. I, I, I get the, the idea of you want to, see what, how skilled these players are. And that is a skilled move to do it the way he did without it being a full kicking motion. But I don't know. I just, that's, that's not a play. I love the skate never left the ice. It was awesome. Like sign me up. I'm there for that every day of the week. And by the way, I'm writing this down. Steven Ellis was a goalie that, that explains some things. I got it moving forward. 
Thank you, uh, Stephen. Uh, that was our daily faceoff inbox question of the day. Let's get to Tyler Remchuk with our daily faceoff points bet daily bet segment. Tyler, how'd you do on Monday night? Well, last night was a bit of a WTF night for me. There were nine goals between the Oilers and Penguins, and Crosby and McDavid didn't get assists. Are you kidding me? Um, but I did end up going 1-1-1 one, one, and one on the night because Jack Hughes put up four shots in the third period alone. Ottawa Dallas got the push at over under exactly six. So moving on to tonight, courtesy of our friends at Points Bet Canada, I have three plays for tonight's slate, starting with the matchup at the top between the Lightning and the Kings. This line has been shifting closer and closer to the Tampa Bay Lightning all morning. Uh, it started at, I think, one, minus 125. It's now at minus 140. Uh, I still like it at minus 140 on the money line. The Lightning expected to have Andre Vasilevsky between the pipes. He is the likely starter on dailyfaceoff.com. And when you look at things like five on five shots, four percentage, five on five goals, four percentage, expected goals, four percentage, the Lightning are better than the Kings in all of those numbers. And I think they're going to get rolling here. So I like taking Tampa Bay on the money line. I also like a prop in that game. Steven Stamkos, over three and a half shots on goal. You can get it at about plus 115. I think that's a great spot. He's hit it in every game this year, except for one. So I'm going with Stamkos over three and a half shots as well. And finally, wrapping things up, I can't believe this Red Wings-Devils matchup is a pick -em. The Wings are 3-0-2 on the year. They're on home ice. They're playing a Devils team that just gave up six goals last night and is going with Vitek Vanacek this evening between the pipes, or is expected to. Minus 110, a tremendous price in this one. So I'm taking the Red Wings on the money line to go with Stamkos over three and a half shots on goal and the Lightning money line as well, Frank. Love it. Thanks to Tyler. Uh, be on that uh, Detroit game as well. That is our daily face-off points bet daily bet segment. That brings us to garbage time with Stephen Ellis. Stephen, what's caught your attention from around the hockey world through the first few weeks of the season? Well, Michael Misa, I think he's leaning to become the real deal. He's a 2025 NHL draft prospect. He was just given exceptional status into the OHL for this season. This is a guy that at the OHL Cup, which is a pretty good indicator of how good a player can be. We've seen guys like McDavid uh, dominate that tournament. Well, Misa actually destroyed all of McDavid's records in that tournament. He was so incredible. Uh, and then he goes out there. He's got 14 points in his first 10 games with Saginaw. At that point total, He's on pace for close to 95 points this year. Just for reference, no exceptional status player in the history of the CHL has ever hit 80 in their exceptional status year, which we have to use an asterisk because Connor Bedard's exceptional status first season was plagued by COVID. He only had to play 22 games, I believe. But when you look at Tavares, 77 points, Shane Wright, 66, McDavid, 66. If there's a lot of margin for error there for Michael Misa to go out there and, and still be the best of that. So uh, we're going to see him at the U17 World Challenge this uh, coming week. I'm really excited to see what he could do there. But Michael Misa, he's a name that you're going to be a lot, hearing a lot heading into 2025. 2025. Like my brain is exploding. It feels like just hearing 2025 is like another world away. I'm just trying to get to like this Friday. That would be good. Uh, that's just the world that we live in now, but you've got an eye on all of that and more Michael Misa as our key prospect analyst at dailyfaceoff.com. Great job, Stephen. That'll do it for this week's, this today's edition, excuse me, of Daily Faceoff Live. We'll be back Wednesday, 12 noon Eastern. You know where to find us. Thanks to Stephen Ellis, Tyler Remchuk, and our head of production, Alex Allard. Like and subscribe on YouTube if you haven't already. We'll see you 12 noon Eastern on Wednesday. Talk to you then. Have a great day, everyone. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? 
Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Whether you're a morning person or a bedtime procrastinator, everyone deserves a mattress that works for their style. And you'll find the best mattress for you at Ashley. The new Temper Adapt Collection at Ashley brings you one-of-a-kind body-conforming technology, making every sleep tailored to be your best. The collection also features cool-to-the-touch covers and motion absorption to help minimize sleep disruptions from partners, pets, or kids. Shop the all-new Temper Adapt Collection at Ashley in-store or online at ashley.com. Ashley, for the love of home. All right, hockey fans, listen up, because we've got something special coming your way this playoff season. It's called the Daily Face-Off Playoff Parlay Challenge, and let me tell you, it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal. Every playoff game day, you're going to be faced with four questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle. And here's a sneak peek into some of those questions we'll be firing your way. First up, you got to pick the winning team. That sounds simple, right? But there's more. You got to decide if the total amount of goals in the game will be over or under a certain amount. And that's where the real strategy starts to kick in. Next up, you're picking who's going to find the back of the net first. And you're going to want to be careful because that's one that could be cooked early on in the game. And finally, you got to predict which period is going to be the highest scoring. Will it be a barn burner in the first, a shootout in the second, or a nail biter in the third? That's up to you to decide. Now let's talk about prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? For the daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards to treat yourself to some fresh nation gear, and you might even win a jersey from your favorite team. And for the big dogs, those who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge. Play now at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess.